Dr. Ivan Kachanovsky. We sat down earlier today. He is the professor at the University of Ottawa who did the research that basically said Yaroslav Hunka is not someone who should be getting a standing ovation. Uh, Dr. Kachanovsky, like everyone else, wasn't expecting what happened, so he wasn't watching it live. But as he told us earlier today, he decided to do some research on Mr. Hunka and tweeted out what he found. Here is Dr. Kachanovsky. I did not actually listen to to this speech live because uh, I expected this would be just a typical speech by Zelensky at this this this, uh, uh, this similar information that he gave before. And I did not expect that this uh, debacle would happen. And uh, but after the speech, I was doing research, follow up about um, what happened uh, after the speech. And I saw uh, on Twitter references uh, to article, Associated Press article, and a photo caption which referred to the standing ovation given to a veteran of uh, First Ukrainian Division. And uh, and this was immediately for me clear that this was actually a reference to first Galician division or SS Galician division because I researched this division and I uh, then did a search on Google in Ukrainian language and, and I found actually that uh, this veteran uh, has had his own photos published and uh, his memoirs published about his service in this uh, SS uh, weapon SS division during World War II on a website of veterans of the division. So for me, this was quite surprising to, to witness that he would be called a Ukrainian hero by the Speaker of the Parliament, also a Canadian hero, and he would be given standing ovation and thank for his service. So this was an unbelievable event taking place, and, and uh, I tweeted about this, and I think this also got a lot of attention um, because this, this is quite an unbelievable event. Yes. Well, it has had an awful lot of attention. Dr. Kachanovsky, is there any repairing this? What do you feel should be done? I think this is important. Uh, there are already important steps in this direction. There, there was apology by, by the speaker that uh, he did not intend to do this. There were, there were statements by Prime Minister of Canada, by uh, leaders of um, opposition parties about this event. And now they are called for resignation of the Speaker of the, uh, of the House of Commons. And I think this is the uh, right steps to deal with this issue uh, in a democracy like uh, Canada. And uh, and media also doing a very important job, basically, uh, kind of um, dealing with this issue and covering this issue because uh, this is uh, very crucial to basically to, to be open about this and to condemn any appearance or any kind of uh, false impressions that Canada might uh, and Canadian politicians might uh, give an uh, open ovation for, um, again, uh, veterans of, uh, would openly support, uh, again, uh, Germans, uh, Nazi Germany during World War II because Canada was allied, members of the Allies and played an important role in, uh, in World War II in the defeat of Nazi Germany. So I think this is important steps in the right direction, but I think it's also necessary to investigate actually what happened and how, how this was, was allowed to happen uh, in the Canadian Parliament, because implications uh, and effect and impact is is very significant. Dr. Ivan Kachanovsky joining us, professor of political science at the University of Ottawa. Dr. Kachanovsky had tweeted 
about what he had found following the introduction of Mr. Hunka in the House of Commons in the presence of Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky on Friday. And that has led to a lot of the reaction that we have seen since. Dr. Kachanovsky, how about what does happen with individuals who have fought for or have supported Nazism? Immediately, we have a lot of reaction of why was this man still here in Canada? Why was Mr. Hunka just why? Why has he not been tried in some way that has changed in the way that Canada deals with supporters of Nazism? Has it not? I think uh, he was a part of uh, of about 2,000 veterans of this division uh, who immigrated to Canada after World War II. And uh, they surrendered to, to the British and to American forces at the end of World War II. And uh, later, the, uh, many of them moved to United Kingdom and many of them moved to Canada. And this was called war with the Soviet Union. So there were no real investigations of this division. Um, involvement in any atrocities or and individual members were also not, not investigated. So this has uh, uh, led to kind of uh, to uh, some calls for such investigation. And there, there was a commission established in Canada in the 1980s. But again, this was called war, and this commission did not do, do a good job of investigating what happened. And a lot of evidence was not available because uh, archives were closed and, and other evidence was not yet available during the Cold War. But after the end of the Cold War, uh, scholars, historians, uh, in particular, um, a Swedish historian, Per Rudin, and also myself, I published um, peer-reviewed articles in academic journals about this division and members of this division and their involvement in a variety of atrocities in um, mass killings of uh, civilians, uh, Polish, uh, Jewish, and, and Ukrainian as well, and, and, and uh, suppression of Slovak uprising, and also suppression of uh, partisans in uh, uh, in Yugoslavia. So this is uh, now kind of quite, quite clear from academic perspective that mem- members of many members of this division were involved in uh, such atrocities, but again, uh, specifically to uh, to look into ju- from judicial perspective, I think this is not likely that they will be investigated now, um, and they were not investigated also in Canada, uh, for the reasons which I mentioned. Right. Well, I mean that was a, a certainly a, a question that a lot of people had. I guess as a last note, Doctor Kachanovsky, is this showing us that we need to have a better handle on history, if nothing else? Oh, oh yes, because this is was unbelievable. It's not only speaker of the house who was just uh, basically giving such standing ovation. Uh, this was also um, there were also members of the parliament, also prime minister of Canada, members of the government, uh, also President Zelensky, and and his delegation were also doing uh, doing such standing ovation. Even so, uh, when a speaker of the house introduced this uh, veteran as a veteran of um, fighting for Ukrainian independence against, uh, as a, a member, again, fighting uh, against the Russians or against the Soviet, uh, Soviets during World War II, it was immediately clear that uh, the only way to do this, it was basically fighting against, um, again, Soviet Union as a part of, uh, of Nazi Germany formations or, uh, or uh, as allied forces. And in this case, I think this basic level knowledge was not uh, just uh, for some reason 
kind of was not um, used by members, uh, by, again, by Canadian politicians at the time and by Zelensky himself also to kind of to, uh, to be, even to suspect that something might not have been as, uh, as clear cut as was presented uh, again as the introduction of, of this person and his presence and his standing ovation. So I think a lot of questions need to be answered, but it's necessary also to study history IT and conflicts in Ukraine. I teach myself at the University of Ottawa conflicts and uh, historical conflicts and, and contemporary conflicts, and I do research about these issues. But before the, before the current debacle, there were not a lot of interest in these topics, especially also by 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 uh, in Canada among politicians. But because now there is a war in uh, Ukraine, these issues attracted a lot of attention, uh, and I think this also would have impact not only in Canada but also in many other countries and including countries like Poland and, and Ukraine. Absolutely. Dr. Kachanovsky, thank you so much for the work that you have done, for the work you do, and for your time today. Thank you. That is Dr. Ivan Kachanovsky. He is the individual who did the research, who uncovered just who Yaroslav Hunka had fought for in World War II. And then he tweeted it out, and that's how we are where we are today. 